If I'm doing the same thing over and over, even if it's my habits that once, uh, you know, kept me on track and gave me life, I can get stagnant and really stuck. And I can notice that I can feel like I'm actually starting to go backwards within a habit. So first I'll say that, that my habits have switched a lot throughout the years and they're constantly switching. But what hasn't switched, switched is the timing of them. Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and I'm here to inspire your true performance from the framework established by Zig Ziglar, one of the top motivators and personal development leaders our world has ever seen, who believed we could all be more, do more, and have more. How? By improving ourselves, beginning with how we think about ourselves. So here we are to break down personal development. In today's show, we're back with Lori Harder. Uh, Being a three-time fitness champion, you'd of course expect some healthy habits from Lori, but physical is just one of the spokes, right? Some things she shared just highlights. She has a spoken morning mantra, very much like Zig's self-talk. Her rule for making decisions, especially regarding her businesses, is whether she feels it's a full body yes or not. I, I kind of thought that was interesting. And a healthy habit for her marriage is she's learning to golf for her husband and he's taking ballroom dancing lessons for her. But what was really interesting is her talking about the need to change her habits frequently to keep them from getting stagnant. I think this will free a lot of you up and excite you. And for me, it was confirming because I feel that way. In one sense, you want to figure out what are the healthiest habits. Okay. That's what I'm going to do forever. Right. And yet I find myself just, yeah, getting stagnant as a good word or just bored and wanting to change them up. So you'll, I think you'll appreciate what she has to say about that. The whole show, show of course, was just really inspiring. So uh, we'll dive in here right after I share some great resources with you. All right, then, friends, here we go with Lori Harder and her healthy habits. Okay, Lori, so in the first show, and folks listening to this show, go to back and you'll get to the main show. Don't miss that one. But in here, I want to talk about uh, the habits. And it's always interesting to hear the habits of somebody who is in the fitness industry like you are, and you know that they, you expect that they've got them all dialed in. So we'll see what you've got here though. Okay. I'm going to start this one off with, okay, I'm going to hit, I'm going to put you on the spot here because mm-hmm. with habits, I am so amazed at how often I can have an epiphany, a revelation, brilliance of something that will change my life. And I forget about it. So I often write stuff on my hand with a Sharpie, right, right here on on the side of my wrist to remind myself through the day. And I often think, you know, I just need a whole list of tattoos, which brings us to, as, as we were doing the last show, I think you reached up to, you know, scratch your head or something like that. You have a long, something long written on your Mm. arm. What does, what does that tattoo say? It's a roomy quote and it says there's a voice that doesn't use words. And that's almost like a reminder of a habit that I want to use more. And that is to um, really sit with my decisions and see if they are right for me. Um, Really trying to tune into that voice of intuition, which I believe is, you know, my connection to God's source, whatever you believe. So not, it's very easy to get excited about things, right? Get excited about different ideas, but, um, or because maybe you see it really working well for somebody else, or maybe something you're trying to please someone or do something like that, or it seems like a really great business idea that could make a lot of money. And all of a sudden you're like, 
but I'm not enjoying it. (laughs) Things like that, just really tuning into, but is this right for me? Does this feel good to me? What is this telling me about this person, this thing? So that's my constant reminder. Okay. I love it. I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I have too many reminders I want. I don't know if I have that much skin, <laughs> so I haven't done anything. All right. Well, thank you. I wanted to ask about that. Well, hey, so starting off is mm-hmm. physical and nutrition. And I am curious. We have so many things out there. So what does Lori Harder do on a consistent basis for your physical and nutritional health and habits? Um, I will tell you that I, I do try to switch things up a lot now because I found it very easy to get stuck. And I found the habit that once freed you can later put you in a prison. Mm-hmm. So I very much try to live by that and say, where do I need to shake up the energy? Because I've noticed a correlation between especially having um, having a career that requires a lot of creativity, right? Just a lot of thought, a lot of um, perspective shifts, a lot of, I, I want to be writing books. I want to be sharing content. I have a podcast. I speak a lot. If I'm doing the same thing over and over, even if it's my habits that once, uh, you know, kept me on track and gave me life, I can get stagnant and really stuck. And I can notice that I can feel like I'm actually starting to go backwards within a habit. So first I'll say that, that my habits have switched a lot throughout the years and they're constantly switching, but what hasn't switched switched is the timing of them. (laughs) So in the morning I will always wake up and I will start with a mantra um, and my mantra has been for the past couple of years, I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, more fit than I was yesterday. You can't just say a mantra. Like my husband is like one of those people who's irritatingly happy in the morning. and I'm the opposite. So you know, he, he gets out of bed, says this mantra, my dog's tail starts wagging and I'm like, just go away. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, say it. And I'm like, Oh God. And I know I want, I want to say it because I've agreed to it. So I say it and he's like, okay, but now really say it. And I'm like, okay, that's my cue to really say it. Um, and when I really say it, I feel it. So what would I feel like if I felt happier, if I actually felt healthier than yesterday, even if I, so funny, cause sometimes I'll be saying it when I like ate like total crap or had a lot of drinks and I'm like, Oh, I don't feel that way right now. But I try to embody what that would feel like. And I also like when I say I'm wealthier than I was yesterday, I just, I want expansion and abundance. So I try to feel that inside my body. What would that feel like if I woke up and just felt massively abundant in all areas of my life? Like, so I try to get into that feeling. So as I'm walking down the stairs, I'm attempting to say that and feel it. Now, some mornings are better, better than others, but that habit has been huge for me. Huge, huge, huge. So even if it's just three times a week that I feel that shift, it's already moving me in, in a way better direction. So by the time I get downstairs, I'm like, you get to choose if you're going to feel good today or not. Like that is my choice. Everything that comes into my space, I can look at as, you know, for me and I can feel good or I can be like, it's just a very simple choice. So it's really funny because I've tried to share this with people and I know that a lot of people feel this way as well, but I don't care where I am on my spiritual journey. It's almost like I can have the best, most connected day of my life and go to sleep. And it's like I have spiritual amnesia and I wake up like a, like a grump. Like, I'm like, where did all of that go from yesterday? (laughs) Right. So that's why I have that reset is, is I have to remember who I am again. And what I really want. So there's that. And then I go downstairs. I have some coffee. I try not to get on my phone until at least 30, 40 minutes after I get downstairs. Because right away, I don't want someone else's life agenda, even if it's 
great to be telling me how to think. I want to tap into just clarity and calm and peace for the day. Cause I think how we start the day is really how the day is going to go. So I'll have some coffee. I read a book. Um, even if it's just three pages, that's one thing I want to say. Like there are days I only get like two paragraphs done and it's still game changing for me that I started reading something that was written from someone who is in a positive state or giving me positive words. So that's really huge. So I'll, I'll always read and have my coffee And then uh, we try to meditate. So I'd say we get it done about three out of the seven days per week. Some weeks we do full seven, some weeks we do one, you know, but we're always trying to remind each other to do a meditation, which can be five. It's usually 10 minutes max. Um, And really for that, I've always done, you know, people say, how do you meditate? What do you do? For me, I just get uh, quiet for a little while, whether it's a minute saying a prayer, like a gratitude prayer. Um, just sometimes it's super simple. Thanks for my dog. Thanks for this coffee. Oh my God. Thanks for letting me wake up today. Um, you know, cause those are pretty much my extent of my thoughts in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, I, um, then I like to visualize. I have always been a visualizer. I think it's been a key to all of everything that I've ever been able to do. Um, so I'll visualize either something that's coming up that day, or if I have like a big dream that I'm kind of working on, or if I have a talk that's coming up, I'll visualize what I'm going to feel like on stage, how I want it to be delivered. What is the audience going to get from it? Like I really try to get into the feelings of what I want to feel for the day or for that event. Um, and visualize visualizing has been a huge key for me. The more, the bigger something I have coming up, the more I'm going to be visualizing in the morning. Um, and then I go and work out. So that's my morning. And I keep that super, um, what, what you don't protect won't happen. So that time in the morning is so protected. I'm talking like, unless there is an emergency, you're probably never going to get me on the phone before 10 Mm AM, like ever, (laughs) unless you're Oprah. Um, (laughs) well, sure. You gotta have, you gotta have those folks. So it's protected because I'm, I'm like not, even when we're on vacation, we try to do something like that, even if it's condensed. So five, 10 minutes of what everything that I just said, like condensed. Um, And honestly, that's just to stay in motion. It's just like a body in motion stays in motion, just like habits in motion stay in motion. Um, But the mantra might change. The meditation might change. The place might change. The book might change, but we try to always do that in the morning. Okay. So real quick, I do want to know just a quick detail of your daily workout, how long, mm-hmm. what's the type usually, and your primary diet. Um, I would say that my workouts when I'm at home are three times per week lifting. So I'm going to do, well, I mean, my exact routine is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I do, I like to do full bodies, but I'll switch that up within anything. So as long as there's weights involved, I, I don't care if it's kettlebells, if it's free weights, if it's a class, um, I just try to make sure I have some form of strength training. So weight on the muscle, <laughs> muscle yeah. under tension. Um, and let me tell you, I didn't do that for a couple months during my book tour. And I noticed a huge difference mm-hmm. just in strength and a lot more body soreness, um, from sitting. I didn't, I didn't feel as good in my body as far as just, um, posture and, I, I just noticed that I'm, I feel stronger in my body when I'm doing that. 
Um, so three times per week for that. And then the other days are always either walking or running or yoga. Just, I really try to tune in and say, what do I feel like today? But I'm a huge walker. My husband and I will always be walking our dog. Um, him and I walk just about every single day in the evening as a way to break up our routine from being business partners and the workday into the nighttime. So we will always minimum do a 20, 30 minute dog walk, if not an hour. And that's actually saved our marriage multiple times as well. Um, and my sanity, because yeah. I just, I can't work for more than like three hours at a time. So I try to do stints like of different things. And that's a huge break for me. Got it. All right. How about so the that's diet? that's my main routine. How about the oh, diet? diet. Um, you know, diet's been something that's evolved over the years. Cause let me tell you, being in the fitness industry, you'll hear this works. That doesn't work. You're never going to be able to maintain this when you're competing. You need to eat like this. Oh my God. When I first started competing, it was like, they put all these women on bodybuilder diets. Well, women need more carbs than men. Like I was so crabby. I was angry. Um, so getting out of that world, I had a lot of healing to do, which meant I had to allow myself a lot of food freedom, which didn't come right away because food became scary for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So going from, um, you know, being a heavier kid into, Oh, I control my food when I didn't know how to control my food in a normal world, like being able to go out to eat, being with friends, like it just felt all too scary. So I, I kind of isol isolated myself in that regard. But as far as um, I, I had to allow myself more freedom, like what is nourishment? What does this look like? What actually makes me feel good? So I had to start looking at food. So think about when, when I look at my plate, I would say, how does that make me feel? Like, how is this plate going to make me feel? So if I'm eating just chicken and broccoli, I'm probably going to feel depressed. Like I don't have carbs on there that are going to give me like serotonin. I don't feel very good. So how am I still going to feel good? Not weighted down. Um, what's going to make me feel joy and what's also going to make me enjoy my food. Mm -hmm. So I had to start looking at how am I going to feel after this and what is it, um, you know, and also am I enjoying the moments in my life with this food? Um, so now what I try to do uh, is I typically always have a meal replacement throughout the day. So I'm, I, we're a part of a network marketing company called Isogenics. Um, and it's just their shake works for me. So I've kept it in my life because it's been a lot less thinking the busier I got. So I always do one meal replacement. So for you, it could be any type of meal replacement, which has helped if you're a busy person. Right. So um, a meal replacement or two a day. And then I have this, like, I live right next to organic places. So the busier I've gotten, the less I've cooked. But it's always either um, a salad with um, some grains or some fruits or just a lot of different all-natural um, organic things. I try not to think about what I'm eating too much if it's really healthy, but a lot of all natural, um, food salads wraps. I try to keep it as green as possible, lean proteins, things like that. But a lot of nuts, a lot of, um, uh, berries and a ton of vegetables. Mm -hmm. Okay. My day. Beauty. Thank you. I was curious. <laughs> well, the second spoke is family and you talked a little bit about that. I appreciate you saying the walk has been so great for your marriage and possibly even saved it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, obviously got that. So yeah. What are some of the consistent things that you guys do to keep your relationship healthy? Honestly, that's been the biggest one walking together. Um, and also being interested in each other's stuff. Interested doesn't mean you have to, when I say stuff, I mean, either, their business or hobbies. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to go along with all of their hobbies. It doesn't mean that you have to go along with every wild idea, but it does mean show some interest and try it. 
Okay. Like at least try it. So you know what they're up to. You give it a chance. Um, and what we found is that a lot of times we end up both doing what each other loves. Like Chris wanted me to take golf lessons for a while. So I was like, okay, well, go take golf lessons, but you're going to take ballroom lessons. So um, did he want to? No, he was kicking and screaming. And then he ended up loving it. We ended up doing dance competitions. So it's kind of like, I know, I can't even, I can't believe it. Um, I got him in like a leotard. It was amazing. <laughs> Um, Beautiful. I, I own golf clubs. I mean, that's saying a lot. So, yeah. um, and he owns a leotard. It's great. <laughs> that is a fair trade. That, that, or I should say that's synergy right there. Yeah. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. All right. Well, three is mental. The daily, and you and you went through some of this, of course, in the initial, the physical part. So that may have covered it. But if there's, if you want to reiterate those, or if there's any other things that you do consistently to keep yourself mentally well, mental edge sharp, and and such things. Um, reading is huge. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I do like to do one one to two longer runs a week um, that are six miles. So on those days that I'm not lifting. And those are pretty much usually my, my podcast days. So that's an hour long run, hour long podcast. That's what's going on or an audiobook. but I really like podcasting those days. Um, and also just on those walks and on my calls with women, like I really, I don't want anything in my system or in my mind that I'm feeling resentful about that. I'm not feeling good about that. I, I don't, I want to bring everything to the surface that's bothering me. So either on my evening walks, I'm going to either talk through something or in my group calls, I'm going to talk through something. Like I try to never let any seedling of something that doesn't feel good or right, um, grow. I always try to confront it and uproot it before it can take roots and I can build a story around it. So I really try to look every day at like, what, what story am I telling myself right now that if I just had a conversation around it, I could like put the kibosh on it. Um, that's a really huge one for me mentally because I used to tell myself a lot of stories and stories are exhausting. You know, you're living out, you're living out something that's not happening to you right now. So even if it's a fear, like what's bothering me right now, that's significant. Um, all right. Financial is the next one. And this may be the things that you do. I know you guys have, have uh, gratefully had success there financially. So maybe some things that you're doing today, but it may be some of the things that you did early on that helped you get to financial success as well. So what are the financial habits? Uh, for us, we're all about, I'm, I'm not going to get too granular, but I will tell you one of the biggest ones that's helped us is to always be expanding, um, the compartment in which we think we are capable of receiving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, always learning to think bigger because I find that when you think of uh, finances, if you're contracting anywhere, I, I will force money out of my life. Um, If I'm constantly thinking like, okay, if I can make a million dollars, why can't I make 2 million? If I can make two, why can't I make five? If I can make five, why can't I make 10? And those are really big thoughts. Mm-hmm. So in order to, I, I really look at how can I step into the next level of, of these thoughts? What would I be thinking? Who would I be around? What rooms would I be in? What would I be believing about myself? What would I be saying? Who would I be talking to? What would the habits of these people's people be? So really researching those people, those things, those habits, what, 
uh, what were some of the businesses that made it here and what, what did it look like when they were in this level or what were some of their biggest things they had to work through? So for me, it's never the how, because the how you're never going to know the how it's always, if you can be the container that can hold the million or the hundred thousand or the 50,000, whatever you need to make or whatever you desire to, um, you know, achieve or make in your life. Um, and make sure that you're the container that could hold that and the person that could actually handle that and the person that um, is thinking in the way of someone who is able to s- sustain that. So that's huge for me because, like I said, it's never the how. The how will be revealed one step at a time. You're not supposed to know the end. But what are the habits and how would you be acting? What are you thinking? And that's when that idea shows up or that thing or that opportunity. And that's when you'll be able to see it is when you're the person that can do that. Amen. That's Zig Ziglar right there incarnate. But I do appreciate how you came to tribe in that yeah. and saying, who do I want yeah. to be around? Uh, that Thank is, for me on that one. that's beautiful. Uh, mm. five is spiritual. Mm. Um, and that's the spiritual spoken. I know you've got some history there coming from the religious background that you mm. did and, and now coming out of that, but what are the spiritual disciplines habits that are part of your consistent days? Uh, I would say that, just the gratitude that we um, try to tap into every single morning. So uh, whether that's during our meditation or my husband literally says like a little gratitude prayer in the morning, he's like, did you say your gratitude prayer? Even if it's 30 seconds, just thank you. Like getting back into thank you. Um, That's a huge spiritual practice for me, like connecting and knowing that this is like, everything is so beautiful to that, that you have right now, even if it's something that, you're not that excited about once you wish for it or someone's wishing for it right now. Um, and spiritually, I would say for me, movement is honestly probably the most spiritual thing I can do because I feel so tapped in and clear. I'll have walks where I can like, just if I'm in deep gratitude and I really go to the place of like, if you let yourself like, be like, thank you tree. Thank you. Um, sky. Thank you. Like really for what it does, not just like, Oh, that's a pretty tree there, but like it's giving you oxygen. It's providing shade. Like it's so stunning visually. Like how blessed are we with every little detail that goes into us just moving around our day? Like if you can get into deep gratitude when you're out in nature, um, you know, you have those moments when you are just, you'll, you'll have tears in your eyes because you can't believe that you get to show up in this life. Like that you get this gift of life that you can move through and feel the sun on your face and the wind and all the different smells that we get with every single season and the people you have in your life. Movement is everything for me. Changing your environment and moving is probably the most spiritual practice I can do. Um, sometimes I'll just have like an out loud conversation with God, just like talking and being grateful. You just described my sanctuary, my church. Can we do a fist bump through the camera yes. here? That was it. My morning run this morning was out on a forest road at 9,200 feet above sea level and Pikes Peak is there and my arms just can't stay by my side. And I mean, how can you not be grateful? And, uh, so there with you. I've so had amazing. those runs where the sun's on your face and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, Yes. So good. <laughs> yeah. Amen. All right. Uh, career is the next one. And always interesting to hear from folks like you who have had so much happen. You have so much opportunity. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's knocking every day. What habits do you have? Do you employ to keep your career on a healthy path? Oh, I'm in this one right now. So I love this question. I'm, I'm, uh, flexing boundaries right now. Mm. 
because there's so many good things coming in, right? There's, there's so many podcasts I would love to be on, but I can't be on all of them. (laughs) Thank you for being on this. um, Oh my God. I was so excited about this one. Um, and, and, and it's not that you're not excited, right? It's just like, what, what is a hell yes for you? (laughs) And if it's not, if it's not an absolute, I call it a full body. Yes. Where I'm like, Mm. yes, I'm excited. So in the moment I'm like, yes, I'm excited. Even if life got busy or things came up, I'd still be excited. I had this in the midst of a bit of chaos. So that's kind of the test. I try to run it through is if I was really busy, if I woke up tired, if I didn't feel well, would I still be like worth it? (laughs) You know? Um, So that's one of the tests that I try to do. Um, and that's, that's the hardest thing I'm doing right now is literally saying no is Mm. so challenging. Um, especially since I talk about tribe, you can imagine that I have so many women who are like, okay, you're my tribe. And I'm like, I'm not, but I am, but I'm not your actual internal tribe. Um, so it's almost like I asked for this lesson that I need for where I'm going and that's to create really fierce, loving boundaries. Um, so I'm getting to practice it a lot right now. So I think that that's the main career thing for me is what do I really want? Because less is more. I did so much the last few years. Um, you know, I'm a creative, so I'm like, Oh, let's create another course. Let's do another thing. Let's go do that. So chaotic. It was getting me nowhere. Like, yes, I was doing so many things. And from the outside, it looks like I have my hands and everything and how great that must be. But on the inside, I was like dying. I was exhausted. I was tired. I wasn't clear on anything. We weren't doing really awesome in anything because we were just doing pretty good in all of our stuff because it was so it wasn't focused. So my goal is to get really focused and get really clear on loving nose and boundaries so that those things can go really deep. I like that term, fierce, loving boundaries. Maybe that's your second book. Um, Yeah, for real. I I could could write a whole book on it. (laughs) I think it would be well needed. Mm -hmm. Last spoke seven is personal. And this is the stuff I know it's all personal, but these are the things that you do just for you. It's fun. It's play. Mm. It's hobby joy. What are those? Mm. Um, so actually fun is like, is my number one priority. Like when I write it down, it's actually, if I'm having fun, my life is in order. If I'm having fun, everything else is working. So this year it's been something I'm adopting is like, but are you having fun? Do you have fun with this person? Like, is this something, you know, not that it all has to be fun, but I have to look at my life overall and say that I'm having fun. So, um, things that I do are now traveling, um, more girl time, like actually belly to belly, hanging out with friends, doing something fun, not talking about work because it's very easy for us to talk about work. If it comes up, that's fine. But if the main theme is fun, um, I love to surf. I love to be outdoors. Like I'm obsessed with hiking and being outside and walks on the beach. Um, I want to do more dancing. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of hip hop dancing, (laughs) um, And I'm just, I want to add even more fun than that. Like right now my fun scale is like 70%. So there's a lot of room for improvement. Love it. Hey, thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes and sharing this. It was, uh, yeah, I I always, you know, take a clip from this and start the podcast with it and give it a title. I've got like three, I got to pick from, I'm not sure which one I'm going to have to see where the spirit moves when I, when I write the show, but just great stuff. I just thank you for, uh, just being personal, authentic and letting us see what uh, the habits of your life are. Lori, thank you. Oh, this was so awesome. Thank you so much. 
Well, as always, friends, it's inspiring to hear real-world habits from a high achiever, habits that we can adopt and adapt. And it just showcases that nobody is a superhuman person, just a real person like you and me uh, who didn't come from a privileged background necessarily. They simply had desire and commitment to do those daily habits that would help them ultimately succeed, the things that we can all, again, uh, adopt and adapt today. If you got value, will you let Lori know and leave a review in iTunes for The Ziggler Show? Uh, we just uh, had some recent reviews that did specifically mention the shows that actually some of the ones just prior to this. So thanks to Craig and Glenn and Mark. I uh, appreciate you guys doing that. Well, coming up next in show 630, we hear a message from Zig Ziglar on how we all succumb to lifetime conditioning. Literally, uh, he uses an example, tells a story about a study that was done on how taller people really get more attention and value than shorter people. Uh, just as an example, but how it affects us all and how we all, again, succumb to that. Well, from the message, I posted on Facebook this question. Do you have any labels attached to you? What positive labels have you lived up to? And or what negative level labels have you had to overcome or maybe want to? And, you know, these labels can be given to you by others or self-imposing. Those are just as common, if not more, sometimes. So you're going to want to hear what was shared. As always, it was profound. Until then, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.